Thank you, uh, Vicky, uh, for those notices. And I just want to uh, uh, bring us a message for the next 15 minutes uh, from the Bible and about Jesus and about Palm Sunday. Uh, I know some of you have been creating some leaves on Palm Sunday, and I know Emma and Dave and Nathaniel have been doing some great uh, job at doing that. Um, if you have a Bible, we're going to get straight into this passage. It's Matthew chapter 21. So if you have a Bible, turn with me to Matthew chapter 21, verse 1. If you just joined in whilst we're looking for that verse, my name is Tim, and I'm one of the leaders here at the Vine Church. And uh, this is our online service, streaming every Sunday, but there's midweek things throughout the uh, week as well, where we bring encouragement and prayer. And uh, so do uh, tune in to various things that we have. You are more than welcome to. Uh, over, so we started last week, we started doing our Easter series. Jamie brought us a great message on uh, behind prison bars. And this morning, I want to go one step backwards to go two step forwards. One step backwards to go two step forwards. You'll find out as we go forwards why I'm doing that and what that looks uh, like as well. So if you found Matthew 21, are you there? Don't worry if you're not because we will show it on the screen, but we're going to read it together. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you'll find a donkey tied there, with, colt, with a colt by her. And tie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfil what the prophet through, sorry, spoken through the prophet, say to the daughter of Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them over the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those who followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. So that is Matthew uh, chapter 21. And this morning, I want to bring you a message on the subject, your burden is your blessing. Your burden is your blessing. My burden is my blessing. Tell someone in your household or if you're on your own, tell yourself that my burden is my blessing. Your burden is your blessing. Your burden is your blessing. See, like I saw, I'm getting older and you're probably at home thinking, well, you're not that old, Tim. But I'm getting more older and I'm 
realizing that the more times um, the more times I have a blessing, there is a story or a backdrop of burden. Because the blessing and the burden go hand in hand. They go together. If I was to write down all the significant and powerful blessings in my life, they would have a back, uh, backstory of burden. I want to give you an example here, Judge. Here's my example. Uh, my wife, Becky, she is an amazing blessing from God. If you read the book of Proverbs, you get to the last chapter, Proverbs 31, and uh, it describes a lady, that is my wife. I truly believe that. She's clothed in strength and dignity and she speaks wisdom. You know, I love my wife and because of her, I am a better person. You're, you're sitting in your homes right now thinking, yes, you are right, Tim. You are a better person because of your wife. She is an unbelievable blessing to me and my life and I'm so blessed to have her and I feel honour that she is my wife. But the second biggest decision in my life, because the first biggest decision was to decide to follow Jesus in my life, the second biggest decision was uh, to decide to ask Be Becky to marry me. And I remember that wedding day. I remember reciting the vows for richer and for poorer, for sickness and in health, to love and to cherish, etc, etc. And I remember standing there in front of Becky, and I remember standing there uh, in front of my family and friends, and in front of God, and saying these words, and I became emotional. I sort of wound up inside. I don't think I've really probably had an emotional moment like that uh, before or since. Because I realised the burden of marriage. I realised that God had called me to love and to cherish Becky. And there was a, a burden in my, there to love her as much as I can. See, for everyone in this room, I was about to say, but everyone uh, in their homes and in their uh, families... Uh, we desire to have healthy relationships. So that's just a marriage or brother and sister or parent and, and uh, child relationships. We desire to have healthy relationships. And sometimes you have to endure, endure the burden to know the blessing of a relationship. And a majority of relationships we have, we can testify to this that there's sometimes there can be burdens but that, that you have to have those to enjoy the blessings. For me, I lead the Vine Church and I find that an unbelievable, unbelievable again, huge blessing in my life and uh, honour. However, if I'm honest, I find it a burden at times. And Paul from the Bible, the Apostle Paul had similar feelings. He loved what God had called him to do. He absolutely loved it. Or going into city to city, telling people about Jesus, planting churches. But he felt the weight of the burden to do it as well. See, how many of us have had great blessings in our lives, but the backdrop is burdens? See, if we're going to say, God bless me, 
we need to expect to pray to God to give us the strength to endure the blessing. Because blessings and burdens, they go hand in hand. And when it comes to blessings, we need the right perspective. We need the right perspective. We need to get better at rethinking of our blessings. See, have you ever noticed when some people only share 50% of the story? They don't share the whole story. And sometimes they only share the 50% that is the burden. See, we need to get better at sharing 100% of the story. We need to share the burdens and the blessings. But if we're not going to share 100%, we need to share the right 50%. And the right 50% is the blessing and not the burden. But it's better to share the 100% church. See, if you're going to share the right 50%, you can't just keep saying, oh, this car is so rubbish, it just keeps breaking down. This flat, it's unlivable. It's way too small. My boss is so frustrated. See, the right 50% is, I've got a car. It's not perfect, but I'm thankful it gets me to work and allows me to see my family. It's not my dream house, but I'm thankful I've got a roof over my head. I'm just thankful for God I can pay my bills and I've got a job. See, we should share 100%, but if we're not going to share 100%, share the right 50% of the blessing. Because wherever we choose to focus is the bigger in our lives. Wherever you choose to focus in your life will be the bigger thing in your life. My burden is my blessing. See, at this point, I want to define what I mean by blessing. I'm not talking about a quick surface level uh, physical item like I need a new car, I need a Porsche, Ferrari, I need a new house, I would like a few more bedrooms in my house, you know, more money in my bank. I'm not talking about those, although I'm not against those and I think God wants to bless us with things on this earth. I'm not against those, but here I'm talking about something inside of us, a blessing which is spiritual, which is emotional. And I believe the the greatest blessings in life are spiritual and emotional. They're the ones that bring us into greater freedom. They're the ones that heal us inside. They're the ones that change the way we think and our mindsets. They're the ones that basically change our perspective and our whole lives. See, how many of us would say to God, I prefer you to change the way I wake up and I feel rather than a brand new sofa. I prefer you to do something inside of me. Because I know that's what I need really deep down, rather than just a, another new sofa. Because the greatest blessings in life, church, are spiritual and they're emotional, they're not physical. See, when we're going to look at Jesus now on his road to the cross, his final week on earth, and it was Jesus that carried our burdens, our pains and our sufferings. And it was him who took it on the journey to the cross. And... This burden led to a blessing. His death led to life. His burden led to my blessing, led to your blessing. And his death led to our life. See, Jesus knew in Matthew chapter 21, he knew he was going to be betrayed. He knew he was going to die on a wooden cross. He knew that he wouldn't leave the region he is in now. 
And I want to give us three points to take home this morning or to take where you are right now about this passage. Number one is this. Obedience is a catalyst to life. Obedience is a catalyst to life. See, Jesus, he told two of his disciples to go. Go into the village. It's what Matthew 21 verse 2 says. Go to the village ahead of you. And at once you'll find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie her and bring to me. If anyone says anything to you, say to the to say that the Lord needs them and will send them right away. See, Jesus says to his disciples, go to the village ahead of you. Go. There, there was there was a commandment, there was there was a call for obedience. See, one one of the greatest commandments is to go. And is God calling you to go? Go go to your neighbours. Go go back to church. Go to that person, encourage them. Go to your wife and love her again. See, in verse 6, it says the disciples went and did as Jesus has instructed to them. See, Jesus was called his disciples to go and do something. See, the fastest way to a blessing is obedience to God. The fastest way to a blessing is obedience to God. God doesn't need you, but he wants you. See, when he called his disciples to go and untie uh, the colt, the donkey, he didn't need them to do it, but he wanted them to do it. It was an act of obedience. Why did Jesus carry our burdens on the cross? And when I say burdens, I mean our mistakes, what we call sin, our, our shame, our guilt, uh, our, our, our worries, anxieties, the things, our struggles, our sickness. Why did he die that on the cross? Well, imagine for a moment uh, a day when you have got something wrong. You've said something wrong and you feel pretty low. Right? I know in my own life that when I've done something wrong, I feel pretty low inside. Imagine Jesus carrying all of our burdens or our shame and our guilt or our sin upon that cross. What a burden. What a weight on his shoulders. I just... Some days just carry my own, but he carries all of us when he went to the cross. What a massive weight. But why did Jesus carry this burden? Because the blessing for a relationship with you outweighed the burden of the cross. I'm going to repeat that again, it's so good. The blessing for a relationship with you outweighed the burden of the cross. The blessing of a relationship with you outweighed the burden of the cross. And I just want to say, we don't need to carry all our sin, our shame and guilt that makes us feel so low. Because this is the very reason that Jesus went to the cross Otherwise, there was no purpose for Jesus to do the cross. If you're going to carry your own burdens, your own shame and sin and guilt, there is no purpose in Jesus down the cross. But the very purpose for Jesus to die on the cross was so that you didn't have to carry it with you. And Jesus said, I will carry all your burdens, all your shame and guilt, so I can have the blessing of a relationship with you. See, 
the words of Jesus before the week before he was going to die was not my will, but your will be done. It was, I don't want to do this, Father God, but I want to do what you want me to do. See, the fastest way to a blessing is obedience to God. And remember, the greatest blessings in this life is not physical, but it's spiritual. And that these blessings come and they set us free to truly experience life so that we can wake up in the mornings and we don't, we don't feel the way like we used to feel because we know life in its fullness. And Jesus knew in this passage that obedience leads to life. Point number two is stirred and not shaken. It is stirred, not shaken, or shaken or stirred. And it says in the passage, in verse 9, or verse 8 should we go from, A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road. The crowds went ahead of him and followed and shouted, Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest heaven. See, when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred. That's what the Bible says, stirred. See, the whole city was stirred and praising Jesus. They were lifting up the name of Jesus. See, when your life tries to shake you, your faith needs to stir you. When your life tries to shake, your faith needs to stir you. See, Jesus' life, in many ways, was shaking. He was about to die. He was in his last week in this passage on planet Earth. You know, what, what his feelings and thoughts about that, you know, we, we don't fully know, but we can have some understanding of it. But he, in many ways, his life was shaking, but the people were stirring. See, when your finances try to shake you, your faith needs to stir you. When your health tries to shake you, your faith needs to stir you. When family problems come and tries to shake you, your faith needs to stir you. And stirring is a choice. You have a choice to be stirred or shaken. See, things happen to us in this life, and we all agree on that. Life uh, ups and downs happen, and we're currently going through an uncertain time, but we have a choice to allow ourselves to be shaken or stirred. What are you going to be today? You're going to be shaken with what's going on. You're going to be stirred in faith to sing Hosanna to our God and give praises to our God. Could you imagine the scene? Jesus is on the donkey and the people are waving their palm branches and they're raising a hallelujah and they're there singing and stirring even amongst that he's about to go to the cross at the end of this week. When your life tries to shake you, let your faith stir you. Thirdly and finally point, because of Jesus, because of Jesus, we don't carry the burden on our own. Because of Jesus, we do not carry the burdens on our own. You know, Jesus came on a donkey and this was for many reasons. He was going to fulfill the prophecy in Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9. He was a solemnly entering as a humble king of peace. Traditionally, a donkey symbolised the arrival of peace rather than a horse would uh, symbolise the arrival of a war-waging king. Uh, but Jesus comes on a donkey because he was a, a king coming in peace. A donkey was also a statement of power. 
throughout the Old Testament, it, it would be where someone would show that they are king. You think about David, he sat Solomon on a donkey and it was to say that this is the coming of the king. As Jesus entered Jerusalem, he sits on the donkey because the king of kings is coming to that region and to us all. See, the triumphant of palm branches resemble the celebration of Jewish liberation. See, as Jesus comes in, he is declaring that he is the king of kings. He's declaring that he is the king of peace. He's declaring it's a, it's a celebration of liberty, of freedom, uh, not in terms of physical war, but in terms of what he was going to do spiritually in people's lives and in, in physically, uh, emotionally. See, this was a picture of Jesus, what he was doing and about to do and carrying our burdens. But I want to say this. Jesus didn't just die 2,000 years ago. He died today. Let me explain this for a moment. See, God is outside of time. He made time, he understands time, but he's not governed by time. See, time is a measurement for us in our lives. And sometimes time can be a blessing, but sometimes time can be frustrating when we're waiting for something to happen or something to stop. But if God is outside time, when Jesus died, it's now, it's today. Because it's not registered through God's eyes upon time. He doesn't see it as 2,000 years, he sees it as today that Jesus died for his people, for his followers, today. Therefore, as followers of Jesus, when we come to God with our burdens, with our uh, mistakes, our sin, our shame, our guilt, but also the things in our lives that we don't want to carry anymore, he said, I will take those burdens today and I will defeat them on the cross today. It is today that our burdens are exchanged for life. And next week we're going to be talking about Resurrection Sunday because we'll be celebrating Jesus' resurrection. But he exchanged it for life. And we don't need to carry our burdens on our own because today, as Jesus rides in on a donkey as the king of kings, as, the, as a man, as a king of peace, as the one of celebrating liberty, because he today is dying on a cross so we could be set free. And I just want to recap, you know, burdens and blessings go hand in hand. Many of us have got stories where our burdens have led to blessings. And maybe the times we're in now, our burdens are going to lead to our blessing. But for Jesus, he noticed that obedience is a catalyst to life. Obedience to go. Go and encourage me. Go to our neighbours. Go and love our wife again. Whatever your go is, what God is laying on your heart. Go back to church. You know, he's obedient to go. But he's calling us not to be shaken, but to be stirred of what's going on. And we don't need to carry our burdens on our own. Let us pray as we uh, finish soon. Father God, we thank you for what uh, this passage in Matthew 21 represents. We thank you, Jesus, that you are coming to liberate us, set us free, that you are the King of Kings and the name above all names. And we thank you uh, that you are with us. And Father God, I pray for each one of us that maybe feel that we've got burdens on us now. 
I pray we would know we do not need to carry those on our own, but we can give them over to Jesus, for this is the very reason that he died on the cross for. I pray, Father God, that actually we will realise that burdens and blessings often go hand in hand, and we will see all your blessings you're doing in our lives at the moment. Father God, be glorified in our midst, in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Uh, Before we finish, uh, I just want to just highlight a few things to you. This Friday is Good Friday, so at 12 o'clock, live on Facebook, uh, we are going to do communion together. It's going to be about 10-ish minutes. So if you've got at home some bread, some wine or some juice, um, whatever you've got at home, uh, some bread and some wine or juice, uh, bring it and I'm going to lead us into some communion together. I'll be at my table with communion and uh, feel free to do it whilst you're eating your lunch as well. Uh, so that's going to happen at 12 o'clock live on Facebook. But I just want to thank you everyone for tuning in and like I said before, we're here together, church together, church where we are. Carry on enjoy, uh, enjoying uh, the sunshine in your garden or your daily exercise and have a great Sunday and know that nothing can separate us from the love of God because he who began a good work in you will bring it into completion and the church said Amen.